I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. The Other Boleyn Girl opens quite touchingly on two little girls playing in the grass under the watchful eyes of their parents. The extremely watchful eyes, since the girls are Mary and Anne Boleyn, and their father, Sir Thomas, sees them as property to be traded for power and wealth in the England of Henry VIII. As we know from our reading of history, or more entertainingly from the Philippa Gregory novel this movie is based on, one of the sisters will come to a bad end and the other won't. Mary is played by Scarlett Johansson, Anne by Natalie Portman, and Henry by Eric Bana. The movie trades factual accuracy and the novel's political intricacies for the juiciness of sex and sibling rivalry and dispenses some delicious juice. Eventually, though, motherhood takes a heavy toll on Mary, and scheming to become queen turns her into a shrew— Uneasy rests the head that rests the crown, and the whole thing ends gloomily. How could it end otherwise, you may ask? Anne loses her head in a way that most heedless young women do not. But the book isn't cast as tragedy, and neither is the film, along much of its long, winding road to the executioner's platform. The director was Justin Chadwick, who did the BBC's recent glorious version of Bleak House— And the screenwriter was Peter Morgan, who wrote the scintillating script for The Queen. They quickly set a comic tone for the two fine actresses playing the Boleyn girls. First, it's Anne's turn to charm the king. She's a busy little bee of a seducer, flashing absurdly beautiful smiles and tossing off suggestive phrases. With no man to hold on to, how do you propose to stay on the horse? Henry asks as she settles into a saddle. As you do, my grace, she replies, with my thighs. When headstrong Anne defeats herself with an excess of zeal, sweet Mary is thrown into the breach as a glorified call girl, except that it's the king who comes calling. King Henry has been lightened up considerably from the womanizing lout of the book, but he's still a cheerless presence, and there isn't much that Eric Bana can do about it apart from making him handsome. The craftsmanship of the film coarsens as the sisters' rivalry grows bitter, and various events transpire off stage. among them rough sex between Henry and Anne, plus the Catholic king's rupture with Rome. After covering much of its ground at a stylish canter, the other Boleyn girl finishes at a plod. Penelope tells the tale of a snouty young woman from a snooty family. At least we're told she was born with a pig's snout, thanks to a family curse. When we see the heroine, though, she's played gamely but lamely by Christina Ricci. She simply looks like a cute kid with a Miss Piggy nose. The movie's real curse is a slender notion that went undeveloped, unless you count the climax, which flows from a treacle bath of self-esteem. Catherine O'Hara is Penelope's mother, ever desperate to find her daughter a blue-blood suitor. James McAvoy may or may not be Prince Charming. The decor is as charming as can be, though it can't be the movie's salvation. Babe had great decor, but it also had Babe. Penelope was in a trough of trouble before the oink on the script was dry. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews.